0: One does not pay! (laughs) How do you like that? How do you like it? I don't. Anything to do about it, now? Maybe we'd better. Whatever you say, Jerry. What, when, and where? I think our young friend and co-worker within the marble halls of Hotel Supreme needs a lesson. A very good lesson. (laughs)
1: In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro Goldwyn Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear Front Boy, starring Bramwell Fletcher. Time Does Not Pay, starring Bramwell Fletcher as Jerry Watkins in Front Boy. It was the kind of hotel, a large hotel, to be found in any good-sized city. In the lobby, the bell captain's desk stood just across from the main desk, providing a vantage point from which Jerry Watkins could supervise the young men of whom he was in command and the comings and goings of all the guests in the building. This was a busy place a short while after train arrival time. New guests lined up to sign the registration cards. The bellboys made innumerable trips to the rooms, laden with luggage, making polite conversation with those who cared to talk to them. Mr. J, the assistant manager, presided over the register and the reservations rack. Jerry presided over his own desk and his boys.
0: Front boys. Take him, Stan. Keep your ears open. I just came down, Jerry. Take him, I said. He's got Becca written all over him. Get going. Okay, okay. I'm going. Front boy. That's you, Bobby. Why do I always get the dame? Take what you get. And don't forget the tip goes in the pool. You won't let me forget it. All right, Bobby. Mrs. Lennett goes to 512 and 13. Thank you. I'll keep the small case, boy. You take the large bag. Yes, ma'am. Pipe the mink, Jerry? How can you miss it? Maybe Mrs. Lannett is ripe for picking. Could be. Seen anything else, Hawkshaw? Well, usual crop this time of year. No conventions this week. One or two of the men look like they might be prospects. What, boy? That's yours, Leon. As I said to Stan, keep your ears open, Mort. And eyes. We haven't had a decent killing in some time. Not that that affects your income. Well, you can't put all your eggs in one bank book, I always say. I delivered the character 1604, Jerry. Half a buck. Well, big spender. He's uh, got the lonesome look. Any uh, indications? The usual what does one do for fun in this town routine. Anything more definite? (laughs) He wants to be sure... He'll call down for ice water in a few minutes. (laughs) Ice water? (laughs) Yeah. The ice water's name will be Janice. Five twelve. One dollar. Here. Well, not bad, Bobby. You're learning. Yeah, I'm learning. That's the dame with the coat, right, Bobby? So what, Hawkshaw? So plenty, maybe. What'd you have in the case she carried herself? How should I know? Save that for the birds. We can't touch the coat. Too hot to handle. You got a close look at her? I'm not fingering for anybody. Oh, how do you suppose our Mr. J would like it if he knew you were in hock to me for 42 snackers? I only borrowed 35. And five to you gets me six. That's 42 you owe me. Now come clean. You got any rocks? Well, she was wearing a bracelet. looked awful good. The case is her jewel case. I I think this stuff is real. That's a good boy. Maybe we'll do some real business the next day or so. Ah, Mrs. Lennett. You wanted to see me?
2: I most certainly do, Mr. J. Please sit down. Thank you. Mr. J... I've been stopping with you for several years now. Each time I come to this city. And we're happy to welcome you. You know that. And I've been glad to be here. Up to now. Mr. J, a bracelet of mine, two pairs of earrings, a necklace, worth all told about $7,000, are missing from my room. Mrs. Lannett, are you suggesting that... This... I did not lose them. I searched my rooms. I'm very much afraid they've been taken.
0: Um, just let me buzz for Mr. Benson, Mrs. Lannett. We'll see about it at once. Come in, Benson. You called me Mr. Jay? Yes, I did, Benson. Mrs. Lannett here reports some jewelry has been stolen from her suite. Get on it, will you? Why, of course, sir. I'm very sorry to hear this, Mrs. Lannett. Um, you sure you didn't misplace the items?
2: Very sure,
0: Mr. J, if I may suggest, will you have the bell captain in right away? Of course. Ask the bell captain to come to my office at once, please. Uh, Perhaps, Mrs. Lennett, if you will give us a description of the pieces. Uh, Mr. Benson here is our protection officer, you see?
2: Yes. Yes, I'll be glad to. Uh,
0: Just let me get my notebook.
2: There
0: we are. Now, ma'am?
2: Well, the largest piece is a, a diamond and platinum bracelet. Each link is in the form of a flower with a diamond center. The earrings match the bracelet. Each is a cluster of three tiny flowers. The necklace is gold, flexible, with a ruby sunburst at the center.
0: Yes, and the value, ma'am?
2: About $7,000.
0: Are these pieces insured?
2: The bracelet is. The other pieces are not.
0: Oh, that's a shame, Mrs. Leonard.
2: Come in. You sent for me, Mr. Jane?
0: Yes, Watkins. At Benson's suggestion, I did. Watkins, see here, one of our most valued guests, Mrs. Lannard here, had some jewelry stolen. Now, what about your boys? Well, you know my boys, Mr. Benson. You screened all of them before they were taken on. Why, they're as honest as the day is long. All of them. All right, thank you, Watkins. I wanted Mrs. Lannard to hear that from you.
2: Well, I had no accusations to make. Well, I...
0: perhaps not, ma'am, but the first people hotel guests think of when anything's missing are the bellhops and the maids, and I like to clear this up at once. Well, then you don't think this is an inside job, Benson? Well, hardly, sir, and the chances are that the pieces are still in Mrs. Lannard's rooms. Uh, if she'll permit us to search. Mrs. Lannard?
2: Go ahead, any time. I'm going out now. But I'd suggest that you find that jewelry... Or you'll lose a valued guest, gentlemen.
3: Well,
0: somebody's sore. That makes two. I'm sore too. What kind of protection are you giving our guest, Benson? The best, sir. I'll find that jewelry. The bracelet is too big to miss. I'm sure. The other stuff, well, probably flushed down the drain or something. You know how these things happen. What? Uh, what makes you think you'll find the bracelet, Mister Benson? If, uh, we don't, the insurance company may. Oh, uh, May I help search, Mr. James? You can. Your boys can. Everybody can. Find that jewelry, understand? I will not have this kind of thing going on in this hotel. Period. Exclamation point. Now get at it. Fast. Oh, it killed me, Mort. It positively killed me to give up that bracelet. Yes, but there's no sense taking chances on an insurance investigation. Too many other good things might get dumped. You're not kidding. Phil, Captain.
2: Jerry. Janice, I don't have much time. Where are you? Upstairs. This one's ripe right for taking.
0: So? I'll come.
2: He's married. He let it slip a little while ago. He'll be back in a minute. I better hang up. Usual routine?
0: The usual. Give us an hour.
2: You got it. <laughs> See you later.
0: That was Janice Morton. A friend is married. Oh, brother. Well, he ought to pay plenty. (laughs) When you flash your badge, Hawkshaw, he'll run for his wallet like a jet plane taking off. When? About an hour, Mort. It's quiet now. Let's go get some coffee, huh? Check. Steve, take over the desk. I'll be back. Uh, we'd better have another witness, maybe two. And speaking of the little devils, Dan, Bobby. Well, we're just going off the floor, Jerry. You want something, Jerry? Come over here. In the corner. Now, uh, Mort's pulling a raid. You want 10% apiece? Count me in. A raid? What kind of raid? You're a freshman, aren't you? There's a guy with a dame, see? We bust in. Witnesses. He pays. That's all. Not me. Why not? Look, I fingered that jewelry job because I need this job. But I paid you off. I don't owe you anything. And you can't fire me unless I do a bad job because Mr. J won't stand for it. Better watch your step, Bobby boy. That's exactly what I am doing, watching my step. Now count me out on this deal and all the others. Count me out, that's all. How do you like that? How do you like it? I don't. Anything to do about it now? Maybe we better. Whatever you say, Jerry. What, where, and when? I think our young friend and co-worker within the marble halls of Hotel Supreme needs a lesson. A very good lesson. Small or large, Jerry? Large enough so he'll do as he's told from here on in. Say, a pair of very dark eyes, a couple of stove-in ribs, and a thoroughly black and blue belly. Then take the eyes. Mort, you're the ribs department. I'll take care of the midsection myself. I don't wear pointy shoes just because I think they're pretty. They can be useful, too. Now, I know where he lives. We can be there ahead of him in a cab, do the job and be back here just on time to uh, drop in on Janice and the fellow she's keeping company with. <laughs>
3: dark in here.
0: When the brat comes in, there's enough light out there to see his face. Quiet, there he is. Hiya, Bobby. What? what do you want here, Jerry? Are you coming on the raid with us, kids? I told you. I said no. That's what I thought you said. Okay, Stan. Mark. Uh, no. Oh. Hey, Jerry, Stan, I, I won't talk. No. Oh. Don't have to... Don't! Don't have to... A... Don't! Uh, shut up, cried baby. You'll <laughs> learn. You'll learn. Jerry's the boss. Now do like
3: your... Don't, don't! Now
0: it's my turn. Right in the... That ought to hold him. Let's go, fellas. We got a date in
3: 1604. <laughs>
1: In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with Front Boy. Now we continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Bramwell Fletcher as Jerry Watkins in Front Boy. For a day or two following the beating he received at the hands of Jerry, Stan, and Benson, Bobby Anderson's absence from the lobby of the Hotel Supreme went unnoticed, apparently. However, the assistant manager was aware of the gap in the ranks of Jerry's cohorts. Mr. J waited a day. Perhaps the boy had a cold. He waited another day, then another. On the afternoon of the third day, Mr. J made inquiries.
0: Uh, Watkins.
3: Yes, sir?
0: Aren't you missing a boy? Anderson hasn't been here for three days. You haven't replaced him. I'm waiting for a suitable applicant. Also, there's a chance that uh, Anderson may come back. Hmm, yes, of course. Uh, Have you made any inquiries at his home, Watkins? I don't have access to the personnel file, sir, and Anderson never gave me his home address. I see. Very well. Perhaps I'll look into the matter myself. A nice lad, that Bobby Anderson. Perhaps he needs help. Sickness in the family or something. Perhaps he needs help. Keep away from that brat if you know what's good for you. Well, Jerry, so it's true. What's true? You got money in the bank. You're talking to yourself. This is no time for jokes. Why, something go wrong? Not yet. Old man Jay onto something? If he's not, he's liable to be. If he goes to see what's wrong with Anderson, that is. Well, he uh, could be followed. And then what? Then we'll uh, see what we see. You never know about things like this. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) Mr. J, that you, Bobby? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, You'll have to open the door yourself, sir. Bobby, what happened to you? What does it look like, Mr. J? The, the cast, the, the cuts, bandages, auto accident? Let it go at like that. Why didn't you let the hotel know, son? I... I didn't think that was necessary, sir. We're your employers. Well, there's sick leave at the very least. If you were doing an errand for one of our guests, there might be compensation. It wasn't an errand. Was it hotel business, my boy? No, sir. Bobby, you're being evasive. I don't think so, sir. I do. There's more to this than you're saying. No, no, sir, there isn't. It's strange, you know sir? Yes, but most of your injuries are in the midsection of your body, to judge from the cast you're wearing. But you have two black eyes as well. Oh, I, 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 I hit the hit the ground face down. Who beat you up, Bobby? Nobody. I don't try to fool me. I've been around. Who beat you up? Nobody. Now I know I'm right. Bobby, you've been mixed up in something. No, sir. No, sir, I, I have Bobby, I've been in the hotel business a long time. Now, don't talk if you don't want to. But if you don't, a lot of nice people are going to be victimized in a lot of ways. And you'll never get free of the men who did this to you. It always works that way, Bobby. Always. Now, I think you'd better speak up. I, I know how you feel, sir. Well, then tell me the truth, Bobby. Tell it to me now. All right, sir. I will. Go on. Well, It, it started when... When I needed an extra five dollars. I, I borrowed it from Jerry Watkins. I promised to pay him six dollars at the end of the week. Go ahead, Mommy. Oh, before I knew it... He seemed so nice for a bell captain. Before I knew it, I I was in too deep. He threatened to get me fired. So I... I did what he wanted me to. Yes? I told him about Mrs. Lannett's jewel case. It's beginning to add up. Why did he have you beaten, Bob? Oh, because. Oh, because he and Stan and Mr. Benson were. What about oh. me, Anderson? Oh, I didn't say nothing. Honest, I, I didn't Wheeler say... You were outside. We heard you. Shut the door, Stan. Check, Jerry. What's the meaning of this? Don't you know Mr. J? I have a fairly good idea. Oh, Mr. J. They don't care what they do. That'll quiet you for a while. What do we do with this other bum, Jerry? Why, you... Save it. you're in no position to get sore, and you know it. You're all dismissed, all of you. And don't even bother to come back to the hotel. Shut up, windbag. You bore me. All right, what are we waiting for? Not the time, Lord. It's very simple. You see, I want our friend here to understand that what he's about to get is just a sample, see? I... If he opens his trap to the cops, we'll see to it he doesn't get out of the hospital for months. He'll be through, washed up in the hotel business. Understand that, Jay? Don't you dare lay a hand on me. One hand. <laughs> Two hands. Okay, boys, do him over, one slightly.
3: Everyone, uh, do uh, 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 leave me up. Uh, <laughs>
0: Hey Mort, pipe the makeup job on Jay's eyes, not bad Yes, I heard the manager asking him about the plaster He said, uh, I cut myself shaving <laughs> Yeah, he's been quiet though These characters have plenty of respect for a good Talking around. Howdy. My name is Marshall. Dan Marshall. Where'd you from home? Lubbock, Texas. Reserve the suite. Oh, oh, yes, Mr. Marshall. We have it for you right here. Uh, sir? Uh, no, I no, listen? no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>, I'm alone, <laughs> but I need lots of room. I Plenty think. of room down where I come from. Nice, okay? so. yeah. well,
3: uh, sir.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, check, Jerry. Uh, I have a couple. Uh, of I'll get them. Baggies. All right, Mr. Marshall. Here go we down. go, fellas. I think we're there. in the money. Jerry, I chased the Marshall character's joint. Well, what'd you find? Plenty. Diamond and ruby ring, three grand, or I don't know our business. A wallet that'd choke a horse. Oh, so far, so good. He's oil or cattle or something. He's from Texas, isn't he? And he gave me the come on. Oh, lonesome, is he? Wants to meet some nice Yankee girl. Well, we'll be happy to oblige. What'd you set up with him? Nothing undercover about this gent. He wants what he wants, and he's willing to pay for it. They always do until they find out how much they have to pay us.
2: (laughs) Down the hatch,
3: honey.
2: (laughs) How can you drink that stuff straight like that?
0: I was weaned on bourbon, honey. One hundred proof.
2: Mr. Marshall, they sure grow men in Texas. <laughs> and the women are glad of it. They grow corn, too, don't they? Yeah, tall as a skyscraper, honey. Tall as a skyscraper. Uh, what time is it, Mr.
0: Marshall? Yeah uh, now, the, the name's Dan, baby. It's, uh, just past twelve. Why? Just wondering. Oh, am I boring you, honey? No gentleman would ever do that now. Right? Mm, what's that this
2: time of night? Maybe I'd better go in the other room.
0: Open up, please. House
2: protection officer.
0: What of all the colossal gall? I'd better. Uh... Stay right where you are, sister. You too, Mr. Marshall. I'll report you to the management for this. this uh, young lady registered here? With you, Mr. Marshall? With well, no, no, not exactly. Watkins, Peters. Here I am, Mr. Benson. Yes, Mr. Benson. You heard this gentleman admit that this young woman isn't registered here. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I heard, heard that too. Didn't well, know. there you have it, Marshall. Open and shut, none of the laws of this well, state. Well, now, now, see here. I don't want no trouble. Nor do we, Mr. Marshall. Uh, well, then, perhaps we can come to some arrangement. Well, Mr. Benson is an honorable man. Well, I'll, I'll include him, too. And the young fellow here. As well as the young lady.
2: Nice a minute, boy.
0: I think I've been around enough to know a shakedown when I see one. With, uh, um, 500 coverage. Well, it's rather difficult to divide 500 by four. I think a thousand would be better. You drive a hard bargain, mister. Not as hard as the one your wife will drive with you. How do I know you'll keep quiet? You'll have to take your chances on that. will boys? That's you right. You said it. Well, there <laughs> you got me. Here's your thousand. Thank you, sir. And now you'll be good enough to put the money on that table. It's marked anyway, and I'd love to use this 38 police special on you. What? What's hey. the pit? What? Shut up, the, the lot of you! It's your word against ours. You can't frame us like this. Save it, fellas. All right, Bobby, come in. We heard you, Mr. Marshall, on the loudspeaker. And the other detectives recorded the whole conversation.
2: You can't prove anything on me. I never said a word.
0: So you talked, you miserable uh, Don't little... touch him, Watkins. You don't have to answer whether his injuries is as it is. Yes, he talked, and Jay came to us. Jay's been in the hotel business too long to stand for your kind of racket. Now line up against that wall, all of you, while we wait for the wagon.
1: Fine does not
3: pay. <laughs>
1: Bramwell Fletcher, who starred as Jerry Watkins in Front Boy, will be back with you in just a moment. Now here in person
0: is Bramwell Fletcher. It, um, it's fairly obvious, I think, that men like Jerry Watkins could not operate their vicious rackets without help. The help of unscrupulous people like Jerry's pals Mort and Stan. But, more important, the help of the people on whom Jerry fastened his talents. Without the help of so-called suckers. This kind of evil cannot exist. And the suckers are men and women who are either careless or who are violating the moral code themselves. In the end, these people become the cause of these rackets as well as the victims. And, of course, for them as well as for the criminals involved with them, crime does not pay. Thank you, Mr. Fletcher.
1: Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Marks B. Loeb, with music composed and conducted by John Gart. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkis. The events, characters and names used in the story you've just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. This is Bob Williams speaking. <laughs>